we're back with facts not fiction guys just want to let you know as you saw on the instagram or facebook live that we have a new co-host so without further ado i'm gonna let him introduce himself hey everybody my name is keith washington i am joy's husband and new co-host of facts not fiction glad to be a part of it all right all right all right so guys let's get into it we're talking about jobs and like how we feel about them and everything so like the caption of this one is to hell with that job i really wanted to say something else but my husband thought it was better if i just kept it i guess pg um so the caption the title of this one is to hell with that job and recently i've experienced a lot concerning these jobs like with um with leaving my longtime job with um chick-fil-a and everything it's just like I don't know, like, I want to feel different at a job. Like, I know it's work, and I know that's what you, like, you go in with the mindset, like, you know, this is this is my job, and I have to do these things. But I feel like sometimes, like, you get bogged down with, like, different responsibilities and things like that, and they take away from your everyday life. What do you think, babe? Well, I agree with that. Yeah, you know, when you work a job, a job is not just a job, but it's a source of income. So when you're working that job, you're working hours, days, weekends, time and a half, whatever, what have you, um, whatever type of perks you're receiving. But at the same time, you're working for that salary, but you're also working a job to, I believe, to make a difference. So when you work a job, you don't want that job to bring about stress or tension or duress. Uh, you want to work a you would most people would prefer to work a job that is actually going to be beneficial to them not just economically but maybe socially emotionally intellectually um, in the long term as far as an advancement career wise so when you're working a job or a career you you're more so looking for that but in your case as you were saying um, when you work a job it brings about that type of stress or duress or tension all three. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you tend to um, start, uh, I would say, critically thinking about whether or not that job is something you want to continue to do. And that's the point that I'm um, really trying to get at. Like that part of like, really, does this job, is this job enough? Not not enough. I mean, is this job to the point where like, I have to have this job or like, do I really need this job in my life? And that's where I've been for the last um, few weeks. Because I don't feel like a job, like, you know, your job shouldn't be taking you to different levels of stress in one day. Like, you shouldn't go into your job feeling like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going to happen to me today? Like, that type of stress that I don't feel like is necessary or needed. Or if you feel like you're not properly being trained on a job to do the tasks that they're asking you to do, like, when is enough enough? I feel like these, the management puts, like, a lot of pressure on employees or associates to perform at a diff- at a level that they themselves couldn't do or they themselves don't even know how to do what they're asking you to do and I feel like that's the biggest frustration for me and it's also like you know if I have to come in here and I have to be stressed and then leave here and take that stress home with me why do I want to be here why do I want to do that but some people don't even have the strength to leave and Joy E has the strength to leave because I cannot allow a job to take me to a point that form of anxiety or depression just for a paycheck yeah it's what we call hostile work environment folks hostile work environment 
But uh, yeah, I agree with that. When when you're working a job, um, any job that you work, I would say I would say any job. But there are certain jobs that we have out here that has that will have. Um, like it's a given to be a high level of stress. For example, a police officer in this climate today, um, that job is going to have high levels of stress. Uh, being a firefighter, being some type of first responder, um, sometimes. Uh, some jobs can be stressful in general. Uh, uh, you can look at being a, let's say, being a store manager for Walmart. That's one of the biggest retailers in the country. Um, being responsible for probably hundreds of employees and payroll and making sure that the appearance of the store is, is even though you have other people that you delegate those responsibilities to, the buck will stop with you. So each job, I believe, will have some sense of stress. But it's all about how we number one manage the stress, and if this, number two, if the stress becomes so, um, um, I would say unmanageable, that it then takes on psychological effects of you as far as you becoming um, anxiety behind a job, or it takes you to the point where emotionally you just are not in that intellectual state of mind or mental state of mind to discharge the functions or duties of your job then you have to start considering, okay, now this job's stress or this job's uh, this job's uh, responsibilities are so uh, vain on me, I may have to consider no longer being a part of this organization because it's affecting me mentally. Right, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. The mental state, the mental, your mental state when you're going to work in these these different conditions, especially right now during the pandemic, because as everybody knows, like you know, not everybody has a job right now. You know, you have certain financial, you know, situations that you definitely need to take care of. Which is, I'm not saying that that normally wouldn't happen if we weren't in a pandemic, but it's because jobs are hard to come by right now because so many people are downsizing. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's at a slower pace right now. But my thing about it is your mental state is so important. Like, it's it's so important. And then, like, you know, I've had a job, and I won't give them any lights, but um, I've had a job where I felt like I w- my mental state was being dragged down on a daily. Like, I was going through different emotions, like, all day. Like, I came in, I had anxiety. Then I was depressed. Then I was anxious. Then I was sad. Then I was mad. Then I was, and I was like going through these roller coasters of emotions in one day, one eight hour shift. And it was so horrible. I remember just like calling my husband. And just every day I would be in the bathroom and I would be calling him like, I, I can't do this. I'm about to walk out. I can't do this or whatever. And he got to the point where just like, listen, like we have to stop this because it's too much. It's too much. Like, you know, we'll figure out whatever we need to figure out, but it's, it's too much. And I'm thankful that I have a husband, lovey, that will, we know, would, would take that brunt on for me or would help me in that situation because, you know, some people don't have, you know, two incomes in one household and you have to stick out in a job that you know is really dragging you down mentally and you have to just stay there but I'm thankful that I have someone that could be like okay we, we just cannot continue to do this we cannot continue to have this ha- have you go through this every single day because it's not like one day everything's just good it's like every day you're going through the same the same the same the same and I feel like that is very important to know what where is the line drawn you know because although a job is you know it's it's you know it's just give and take because you're getting a salary for what you're doing but oftentimes they're not even paying you enough on the you know enough of your salary to deal with all the chaos and foolishness and bull 
that they, you know, do. What do you think, babe? Well, I think it it just depends on what the type of job is. Um, some jobs, there's a lot of stress, but they're, depending on that organization or that field of work, there's some type of compensation for that. Um, for example, if you look at, um, you know, let, let's, let's look at the job, for example. I've never done this job, but let's look at the job as like being the president of the United States. There's a lot of stress that goes behind the job that we would never know as normal civilians. But for the most part, look at the perks that or the comp, you know the other areas of uh, I would say compensation that that position you know uh, entitles that person makes half a million I think roughly half a million dollars a year um, I believe they don't pay any taxes um, as far as in from their income that they make um, they're things that compensate them for the job whether it's rewarding or it's just you just want to be there or you want to be there or whatever but I'm using that as an example but um, it's all about how we really manage the stress of a job and sometimes the stress will become so um uncomfortable that you just can't manage it anymore you know you go home and you try to go to sleep and the job is constant on your mind because you feel like oh man we didn't get this done today when i come in tomorrow my boss is going to ride my behind about this or i hope that i don't get written up tomorrow because the decision i made today was in the best interest but i just didn't have the resources to get this done so you're constantly stressed now are you speaking from experience like that specifically on your job well, I'm speaking in, in from experience on my job or previous jobs I've had, where you've, uh, where I've had, excuse me, um, some levels of stress, and had to find other avenues to um, alleviate that stress, um, or find ways to apply that stress in other areas, because sometimes the stress can, can turn into anger, yes. frustration, bitterness, <laughs> you know. Now, have you? Do you feel like you've ever brought that frustration home? Yeah, I believe I have. I believe I have at, at times I've brought it home. Um, you know, I've, as you know, I've been at work and then I come home and rather than say something that may be inappropriate, I just remain silent. I'm, I don't conversate as much. I, I'm not disregarding you, but I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to go up front and watch a little bit of TV. And, uh, and then I'll bother you and then it, get, it gets worse. Well, that has <laughs> happened before. Yeah, that has happened before. But, uh, you know, it's... It's all about how we manage it. But sometimes on jobs, the stress can become so great. Or sometimes your stress, um, you can have fear and stress simultaneously where you're fearful this is going to happen. Then that fear turns into, well, fear and anxiety can really be almost the same thing. Um, they, They can sort of correlate. You can become so nervous about something that being nervous is a sense of fear. Basically, almost like a synonym for it. So you can have that. Then you have anxiety then you can just turn into stress. You know what I'm saying? You know, because the situation is so far out of hand, you can't manage it anymore. So you stress about the fact that what the result is going to be or what type of um, deposition is going to occur as a result of you not doing this, not doing this, not doing that. So, um, yeah, but, you know, a, a job, you know, what I'm starting to learn about a job, the older I, I'm getting, the older I've gotten now, at my age, at 31 years old, um, did you forget your age for a second? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't forget. I just make sure. Uh, if I did, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just go back and you know, look up my birth certificate. See, well, okay, so. Uh, All right. Exactly. Going too far. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway. What you saying? But uh, no, I just started to learn a job should. Uh, it should be more than just a paycheck. Mm-hmm. It should be rewarding in what you do. You should actually feel that when you leave that job uh, for the day or. 
for the weekend that you uh, have, you know, you've made a difference in some capacity, whether it be with fellow employees, whether it be with a customer or a civilian or someone that you, you know, you're working with. Um, and also you have to look, I think when you work a job, you have to look forward to going to work. That's, and, that's a big, that's another know, one too. Because I don't, I definitely don't feel like yeah. diving in, like the things you saying, like the, the, that work, you know, mm-hmm. as you get older, like work should be like rewarding because like when you start out working, it's just like, ah, I just want a paycheck. I just want some money. I want my own money yeah. or whatever. So you just, you know, picking up these like little rinky ding jobs, maybe not rinky ding, but like little jobs, like part time here, yeah. part time there just to have money, go do and immediately go out and do something with yeah. that money, yeah. not necessarily save. Or maybe you have been saving. I don't know. But that's when you when you first get your job but as you get older that does make sense that you would want something that is rewarding and then that's how I feel about the the recent job that I had because I didn't feel like one that I was appreciated for the work that I've been putting in only been here a short amount of time and then I didn't feel like it was anything it was it was giving anything back to me you know what I'm saying like I felt like I was just giving of myself and giving of myself and I wasn't getting anything back in return except for a paycheck but at this you know stage in the game you want a career you want something more than just a paycheck or just a some benefit a benefits package or anything like that you know and knowing what you know of course about you know me in this particular job that I had how do you what's your take on what was happening with me in the job Well, um, I think when you took the job, uh, well, I'll just I'll just say this to speak more directly personally to you, but to speak more in general because uh, the situation that occurred with you is something that happens to people on a regular basis when you are trying new careers, trying new employers, or different types of employment. Um, so I think that what really happened in your case or in general um, is you had good intentions and good faith when you went to this particular company. Hey, this is something I'm looking at doing. The salary is a little bit more. Uh, it's a lot more than where you were. There were clearly good benefits. Um, there were perks. Uh, it was, I think that the job, I had a sense that it had a little bit, it had more, it had just as much demand as the previous job, but maybe a little bit more demand. I could somewhat tell that by the job description and some of the responsibilities that you stated the job had. But at the same time, your heart was in the right place to do it. But once you tried it out and then you realize, hey, you know, this is not all I signed up for. Things are not what they need to be where they should be as far as in what was agreed upon between myself and supervision and the employer. Um, you know, my take on it is that you just start noticing, hey, this is not working. And then on the outside, me looking on the outside, looking in, seeing the number of complaints that came in from yourself in regards to upper echelons of management, um, mismanagement of resources as far as in resources not being used to train you appropriately, um, not having full capacity to make decisions that you have authority to make. Um, once I start seeing that, it almost seemed as if you were put in a position where, I hate to use this term, but some people would say, hey, I'm, I was set up to fail. Mm. I didn't have everything I needed. Didn't Testify. Have, didn't have the resources, didn't have the manpower, didn't have the um, information I needed to make an intelligent decision or intelligent decisions based on my capacity. So, um, you know, I think looking at that from the outside, you know, going in, hey, I think it was, it was a decision that you made. It was a decision that if I was in the same position that you were in and I felt the way you felt, well, I more than likely 
um, would have made the same decision. Well, I, I could understand why you came to that conclusion um, based on the situations you were presented with. Right, and it was a it was a difficult you know decision to make because I had never been in that position before. But at the end of the day, I feel like again that's what I talk about your mental you know your mental clarity and your mental peace and and your where you are and stress and how you manage it those things are really good like how you manage it but I feel like each job has a different level of stress and the company should recognize the the different levels of stress and be able to help you or adequately help you with some of the tools to manage some of the stress that the company is adding now if you're adding your own stress onto a job because let's say you're in management and you're not, you know, holding people accountable or you're letting people do whatever they want to do or whatever, then that's, that's stress that you're adding. But if the job itself is adding stress because, I don't know, you're not trained properly or you don't know certain material the way that they're expecting you to, to know it and the way that you should know it at this stage of the game, then I feel like those are some things the company should be willing to help you with. And if you're faced in a situation where management, you've cried out to management, not necessarily cried, but cried out to management and spoken your piece and stood up for yourself and said, hey, some of these things are not working for me. Like some of these things are not where they should be. I need assistance. I need help. I feel like if you, if someone comes to you and you're in a position of power and they tell you that they, they need help or assistance and you do nothing about it or you laugh and joke and be catty behind their backs or what have you or in a bully, you know, I feel like at the job that I was at, it was kind of like a bully situation and or a click everybody was in a click and like, you know, you're the odd man out or what, what have you when you do those type of things. One, you don't know how they can trigger people because that, you know, you know, childhood, whatever, that can trigger people in a different type of ways, number one. And then two, like, you're abusing your, your power on that person. And ultimately, that's what made, made me make the decision that I made that was for, that I had to do for myself. And, you know, I had to, you know, make sure it was good with my family, but I had to make a decision for myself that was not going to put me in a deeper hole or like a depression or like a severe anxiety and I feel like we have to look at those things like if a job is not a job is supposed to be mutually beneficial it's not one-sided at all it's supposed to be mutually beneficial to the two parties involved it's the employer and the employee this has to be mutually beneficial and if it's not mutually beneficial on both ends then it's not something that you should do just like when you go on an interview you're supposed to be interviewing them as well because that job needs to be mutually beneficial. It needs to work for you, just like you need to work for them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like I, re- I remember when, uh, when I first started looking for work, um, when I was a teenager, and even when I got up into my um, early twenties, you know, and I would go places, and my mother would tell me she would say, one of the worst things that you can ever say in an interview is after the interview is concluded or during the course of the interview, because sometimes you will see where employee, the interviewer may say, hey, sir, ma'am, or sir, do you have any questions right now? They, then they may throw, uh, they may have segments where, you know, they show you, they actually tell me about yourself and they show you job descriptions, things that, uh, that the job requires, certification, anything of that nature, um, requirements. And then they, at some point in the interview, either once or twice, or maybe more than twice, they'll say, hey, ma'am, or sir, do you have any questions? She would tell me the worst thing you can do is say you don't have any questions. She said, even if you ask a question about something they already told you 10 minutes ago, you ask a question. She said, because they want to see 
most most interviewers will want to see that you're actively listening and your mind is inquiring about what information is being relayed to you from that employer. Because what happens is sometimes people never ask questions and they don't show a um, a serious level of interest in the job. And so therefore, um, they're just looking for a paycheck. Oh, I heard this was something good I can do. And I heard you guys making $16 an hour over there. I'm making 14 so you run around for $2 extra. But you really may not know what the job actually is offering. So it's definitely good to ask questions. And sometimes it's good to have follow-ups after you meet with, you know, with the, with the, you know, with a company. Hey, follow up with them with questions. You know, a series of yeah, questions. I definitely get that. It has and, to be. Um, you have to interview yeah, these people, and yeah. it has to be. It has to be mutually beneficial. But what is it? What is it like now on your job right now? Like, are you? What? Where are you at on your, on your job? Are you like the hell with this job, or? You know, is it mutually beneficial to you right now? Well, um, number one, I will say I, I like my job. My job is something that I've been, it's my background that I've had from college. And I've done this particular type of work for now over eight years. So um, even though this would be my third, I think, employer in this same field, um, it's the same type of work I've done for over eight years. So I like my job. Uh, my job is a very rewarding job um, as far as in um, the amount of people that you see you interact with the staff um, it's rewarding in certain capacities to just know that you work for an employer as big as this employer is on two or three different sides of the city of Richmond and so on um, but um, one of the one of the things I have with the job is that the, the job itself has undergone in the last 12 months dating back to maybe March or February of 2020 multiple changes Mm -hmm. and so most of the time when changes happen um, I remember the old saying you know change some people don't like change right don't like change because change will bring about a certain capacity inconvenience stress um, it can bring about a lot of uh, um, disarray (laughs) you know some people even have disdain for certain people or the change itself so um, there's been a lot of changes that have taken place, and some of these changes, as you know, I'm in a supervisory role in my, on my, on my current job. Um, as supervisors, we have experienced a, a lot of the changes as supervisors that has put us in positions where we don't have the resources to meet the needs that our supervisors are telling us to meet. And then we have supervision with respect to them that have never really worked in the positions we worked in, but yet are delegating responsibilities that are making our jobs a lot harder. Um, and even at times incapable of being done based on the other demands that we have on us. Uh, so um, what has caused the job for me to fall out of that, that slot of loving it, but more so liking it is I'm unsure as to what the future holds with this job mm. because of the inconsistencies that we're seeing in our department. Now, I think in any job, it's important to, in any, any, any job, when a job undergoes a change, it's important sometimes to stick to change through. Sometimes, you know, the the, the the duress or the stress or the changes are only temporary. They may they may last for six months, may last for a year, may last for a year and a half. Um, and a lot of the change that we're going on is due to the pandemic. There's a good percentage of it that's related to the pandemic, so which is not on my job, but at the same time, it's simultaneously it's very uh, um, at times it can be very stressful. Uh, so my, my my objective is really to try and just weather the changes right now 
Um, but of course, with me, I set deadlines for things. I don't announce those deadlines out loud, but I set deadlines and determine, depending on where we are, when we get to that deadline, we'll determine, hey, is it something I still want to do or do I need to look at another area within this department or, or departments? But, um, you know, I, just getting back to it, you know, a job uh, should be more than just a paycheck. It should be rewarding. You should feel that what you're doing is making a difference in your community, in people's lives, in your life. And you should look forward to saying, hey, if I didn't get a paycheck for this job, you know, if I didn't get a paycheck for this job or if I worked this job and this job all of a sudden took uh, 50 cents from me or if I worked this job and I decided, hey, you know, um, I may not, uh, you know, something changed in the job, but you still stay with it. That determines whether or not you love it. Because if not, you know, like they say, if you find something that you love doing, you'll never really work a day in your life. You'll just be that is the one of the just best be doing what you love yeah. that I have ever heard about a job. Like yeah. you know, and I I'm, I chase, and I hope that I can find something like that. And I hope I wish that on everybody that everybody can find something that they truly truly love in in a job. And I like I said, I, I love what you say about you know a job being rewarding and that you know you feel like your job you know has its rewarding moments for you and things like that. Those are things that I feel like keep employees involved or keeps them morale and things like that. But then again I say people leave jobs because of management and how management treats them and that's that's you know I feel like that's what you know gener- can't get it out that's what kind of happened to me like the management wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing and guiding me and helping me as a new employee fresh you know they weren't doing what they need to be doing and honestly like i'm you know jobs will replace you in a minute or whatever replace them you know they'll replace you they'll replace you in a minute but i do like what you said about deadlines i i do like what you um what you said about that because i feel like that um that can be very important you know if you're thinking about leaving somewhere like you know give them a deadline like hey if y'all don't have the x y and z fixed by in 30 days or 60 days you know then i'm I'm gonna have to go yeah because i can see that it's not going to be changing 60 days is a good turnaround time um but like i said jobs will replace you in a minute and i was like and i feel like people don't we we say that but we don't really realize like really what that entails and that literally means that at the end of the day and i do understand this like whatever wherever you work that's a business like that that has that's a business and the business has to keep moving it's like a circle it's like a never ending a circle is never ending that's how a business is it just keeps going or whatever so no matter who's there no matter who's not there no matter who's doing what even if somebody is not there to pull their weight it still has to be pulled some way and that's when you get you know, certain employees get bogged down or get stressed because they're now pulling the weight Wait, of another well, section. Person, but exactly. the business still has to go. It's just yeah. like, you know, you know, working at, um, at a grocery store. Like, just because you don't have, you only got one cashier, does that mean people are not going to get in the line and back that line yeah, all the way up? up? Yeah. You know, it's not. Just yeah. like, you know, at a fast food restaurant, you know, if you... If you we're holding on, you know, chicken right now, or we're holding on a specific like nuggets or something like that, does that mean people are not gonna keep ordering nuggets? No, yes they are. Yeah. Like, but it just it just has to keep going. So no matter what is going on, a job, a business has to keep going, or else the business dies. And then they don't the management they don't want that, or the owners they don't want that. So no matter what, they have to keep going. So that's when that's what that means when they say they will replace you in a minute because they have to keep their livelihood going. They don't really particularly care about 
you being there in, in particular. And that's what you, I, is the biggest thing that I have to. That has to be sorry, guys. I was eating some cereal and it the spoon just fell. But anywho, um, that's what I feel like we have to realize about about these jobs. And then that's why I, I like what you said about it being rewarding because then, it, then it's worth it. If you're in there and you're in the trenches and you have to do something, you know, that you don't particularly want to do, then it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you just unappreciated, unhelped, un, you know, you just un everything, it's not worth it to me. Mental health ain't where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Depression setting in, anxiety setting in. It's not where it's supposed to be. So why do we stay in these positions for a, for a check? Because some of us can't live without. And I get it. Some people can't, you know, just not be at a job yeah. because they absolutely positively need it. Like, and I and I get those moments, but I feel like in those moments you definitely have to stand up for yourself and say, "Listen, this is what I'm not going to take any further." Yeah. yeah. And then, and then also another thing with the job too is, uh, you know, I think companies have to understand, you know, in order, you know, I remember this saying I've always heard before, um, in order to, uh, in order to have, you know, to get respect, you have to give respect. You know, that's something that's always has been stated to me. My mother used to say that to me all the time. If you want to give it, you want to receive it, you have to give it first. You remember the saying, it's always better to give than to receive. You have to give it out first. So by giving out respect to your employees um, and sometimes handling situations in a respectful and professional way, some people will, won't will take it as disrespect. With that being said on that, you know, on that token of uh, respect, next to respect has to come loyalty. Um, sometimes company, you know, in order to be uh, with a company, it has to be a two-way street. You have to have loyalty to that company, and that company has to have loyalty to you. That could very well mean when you make a critical mistake that may cost the company some money or some embarrassment. Sometimes if, if there's some loyalty to that employee, companies will say, hey, you know, I'm not going to fire this guy for what he did. I'm going to I'm going to remain committed or loyal to him. And sometimes that means when employees don't come to work because of a situation that put them out of work. You know, some have you ever seen companies these days? You know, I remember back in the day you had companies when you had a death in the family, the company would send flowers to the funeral. The company would send a card. You know, the company might send an uh, employee or a few employees to the funeral. You know, loyalty more than just a paycheck. You know, um, so. With that being said, you know there has to be a sense of loyalty that companies will have to the employees. Now because, nowadays because, you don't even get bereavement. Yeah, yeah, you know, and because what will happen is when you do that, employees won't easily leave. I've seen employees on jobs before in the past with a competitor. They work for a company and they have competitors out there that do the same type of work they do, and the competitor will pay them two dollars more an hour. But they've been with this company for five years, and this company has stood by them. They say, "I can't leave you for two dollars." They, they won't even leave for three or four dollars because their loyalty to the company is, hey, man, well, I've been here seven years, man. This company has been there for me when, I did, when I've done X, Y, and Z, when I didn't have this, when I didn't have that. So I'm not going to leave them for four dollars because my thing is if I go over here and I get and I get sick and I run out of time, are you going to still pay me some? Are y'all going to collect some money for me like this company did? Are you going to do X, Y, and Z? People don't leave. You know, so if your loyalty is with the company, nobody else can take come in and snatch your employees because of money. 
But you have to treat the you have to treat them good. You have to treat them. Oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah, you have to treat you have to treat like, them well. That's, and that's, yeah, you know, right, and I'm talking about them, like yeah. you know praise in public and yeah. um and I guess what did you scold in private or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, it's those moments. It's that team morale. It's that it's that all of that. It's it's a lot that goes into a job. Yeah. Because people again they don't leave jobs. They leave management. Leave management. Yeah. Because they're not, they don't feel like they're being treated. If you got somebody that's in your corner and is helping you and is, you know, checking in with you, seeing how you're doing, X, Y, Z. If you got somebody that's doing that, then you, now it's about 10, even if it's rough, yeah. you're not going to leave. They ain't going to leave. Yeah. You're not going to leave. Yeah. But if you got some, if you got somebody that you know don't really pay attention to you, don't even ask you how you're doing, you know you they seen you have a rough moment or a rough day, don't even come back there and offer to help, help you, you or anything. I've seen it. You know, it's it you, it gets easier and easier to leave because okay, I can go over here and do this and make more money mm-hmm. and and have to put up with their bull, but at least or, I'm getting paid five dollars more. Well, sometimes I've even seen people where they will actually leave a company. And make less money. And make less, for, yeah. not, for not having to deal with stress. For peace. Yeah, for peace. I mean, you know, I was at this job. I know a guy right now, he was at a job as a manager making $20 an hour. Averaging, I think, a week, 10 to 12 hours a week in overtime. But the job was driving him. So he had been with the company for years. It started driving him so much insane that he said he took a pay cut, lost $3. But he was home every night. Mm. He had every other weekend off. He had holidays off. And he said the job he did was more catered to his college background anyway. The other job he had been doing was something he just happened to fall into. He liked doing it. He just was good at doing it. But his other one went back into his college background. It was his, and it was his more of his passion to do. He did that job, and he was home every night by 5, 5.30 with his wife and, and child. And he had every other weekend off. And he had um, the holidays off. And he made a few dollars less, but he said he was fine. He said, at the end of the day, he said, I don't have no stress. I ain't got no food. She said these people. They, I actually, I told them what I required. He said they exceeded those expectations that I thought. He said, and then if I gotta work my way back up to the twenty dollars, I'm cool with it because I don't have no problem. Because at the end of the day, I don't have the stress. I don't have the foolishness, and the company respects me, and I respect them. And that three dollars I lost was worth losing if I can sit here and have other benefits. You know, sometimes you, you can't, can't put a price on can't, can't put a price on peace of mind, and sometimes you can't chase money. If all you do is chase money, you'll you'll do anything. Right. You be like a crackhead looking for the hat. <laughs> that is so true. No, I like serious. that. No, I'm serious. You be like a crackhead looking for the hat. That's what you'll be doing. Just chasing the next. Chasing, yeah. Because if you ever notice, and I ain't trying to go off subject here, if you ever notice, and I'm not making fun of those on drugs, a person that's on any type of addictive substance like that, they're still chasing for the first hat the they first got high. the first time they tried. It's been 10 years. They're still chasing that first hat. So if you... Like that, as far as, you know, crack fiend or fiend and you a job fiend, you still trying to chase the money that you know is out there. You still chasing for that money. Well, I, I, I was making $20 an hour. So I'm going to jump over here because they make 18 That's close to it. you just jumping to jump to jump, but you're not looking at how this situation can really benefit you. Because any job you go to, you're not going to get everything you want. That's anything. That's anything. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get everything you want. When I went to uh, uh, a company that I was working for before I worked for this company now, I worked every single weekend. I had I made more money than where I am now. But I worked every single weekend, morning shift. But I was home in the afternoons. But when I took but when I took a cut and went to a different company, I had better benefits, way better benefits. I made about a dollar fifty, dollar seventy five less coming in the door. But I had a rotating weekend, three day weekends. 
Um, which is pretty nice. Which is pretty good. Did I get three day weekends? Um, had a little bit more time to occur vacation time, things of that nature. So, you know, the 175 I lost, all the things I picked up, to me, that's that's not a bad loss. You know, you, you're not going to get everything that you want, you know, when you come in the door. And over time, I've gotten a raise or raises that have put me a little bit closer to that number. But that $1.10 I'm away from is not that big of a deal right now. You know what I'm saying? For me, you know, it's I'm cool with it. You know, yeah, so you're saying that like weigh your options, yeah, weigh your options, and really think about it about decisions that you make, you know, as far as in a job. Because really, these days, when you start looking for a job, you should be looking at not just the salary, the hours, you should be looking, okay, based on what they're asking me to do, am I able? Do I think, do I reasonably think I'm able to fit these needs, to fit the needs that the company are asking me to fit to do? Because if you 60 years old, and let's say you retired. And, and, and I don't know, your background was teaching and you got a bad heart. You don't probably want to work a job where you got a fast-paced environment and fast food because you have a heart attack back there on, on the floor. And then you're going to really stop the production line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody's going to be out of a job. So you got to pick. You got you to see what really what, what really, really suits you, yeah, what right. really works and realistically, realistically for you and your skill set and your things, skill set. things that you are willing to do. And I'm not saying don't take down either, yeah, yeah. you know, from what you know, your skills, because I've had offers, you know, that are to me are down from what my yeah. actual your skill set is and the experience that you will be getting from a person like, you know, that has, you know, my skill set. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot that goes. Oh, God. It is a lot that goes into these jobs but honestly i really would say man the hell with these jobs i really would say it because at the end of the day you think about it you know sometimes people get so caught up in their jobs and they're so dedicated to their jobs jobs which is a really good thing that they don't take their pto they don't don't take their vacations don't take you know vacation (laughs) time powered up to a month you know and you know you don't take yeah they calling you i know people that come in every day they have off they come in they can't take you know things like that i feel like you know at, at a job you are working for for these benefits exactly. you working for that pto you working for that money you working for those days off. you entitled to them they're not something that you just can you randomly get that's yeah. what you signed up for yeah. so take your time off don't let them call you in on your day off whenever i was off i was not coming in and nobody was calling me in don't call me in because i'm off yeah. and y'all not gonna give me another day off to replace it replace you don't want me to be here the other days too yeah. so no i'm not doing it and then also, you know, some people have become so dedicated to jobs that they then start neglecting their family. Right. Now, certain mm. jobs that you have, the demand of that job will affect your ability to be able to raise family. Like, for example, if you're a military person, you active duty, the call of duty is higher than the need for your family, unless there's a significant need that causes you to have to come out of the call of duty. Most military people know that. If you're in the call of duty, and let's say your your spouse dies you can be pulled out of duty to handle arrangements for that because the call of duty won't supersede that but if everybody is alive and well and everything you get called to get deployed your job will cause your the career that you signed up for the call of duty is higher than the need for the family that's why they give you what all these other benefits to take care of your family if in the event you are killed while in duty so your job will take over that but if your job is just, hey man, I'm a district manager for Target, and I, I, I don't know, I got ten, I got eight stores in my district, and you ain't never at home, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you really can't. Well, you don't say you can't justify it because 
I know district management for a, a company like that makes really good money. But at the same time, you know, retail, for example, is very demanding. It's extremely demanding. But it's not more demanding than, for example, the military call of duty. So what I'm saying is you have to just wait. Hey, look, you know, are these jobs really taken away from me to be able to provide um, time for my family? Because time with your family is very important. Because you see now... You yeah. miss a lot. You yeah. can miss it. You can real miss quick. a lot, and before you know it, you can blink, and all of a sudden, that child that you was holding at two months is now ten years old. And, and they don't even—you don't even know them. And you really don't even know them like that. They know you today, and, and you know their name, and you know things about them, but you really haven't in twelve months really spent longer than than seventy hours. Long. And that's that's, that's good that you brought that yeah. up because that's a, I'm glad you brought that piece up because I forgot about that. I was like, that's a that's a good way that because you know. You have to have a job that has good work-life balance. Exactly. Um, and 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 you're right. Like some some of these jobs, like you a CEO of a company or something like that. You know, you have those moments. You know, you have that not that mo- those moments, but that job that you know every time every time your phone rings. You have you seen those people on TV? Yeah. You know, every time they phone ring, they got a call, and you know, oh whatever. So because like, but you gotta think about it. Your family takes time care and effort too yeah, exactly. now granted you may not be getting paid to deal with yeah, them yeah. or whatever and you might be providing for them a lifestyle but i bet you anything they would rather have you than that lifestyle yeah because anybody that you tell you that you know they their father never showed up to their football games and they never showed up to you know different things they were in or did during their life they would rather have him be there for those those things and you have to remember those things like and that's what a job will take from you because as long as as much as you as long as you don't you don't set boundaries and you don't say okay well this time i I can't do that or whatever and you just allow a job to take and take they will take from you they will ride you until you can't ride no more because you're allowing it because you've already put it out there that you you would do it now granted it might get you some advancement in the workplace yeah. because they see that you're really dedicated to it but yeah. would you be rather dedicated at, when it's all said and done would you be rather dedicated to a job or dedicated to your family yeah. to the well-being of the people that you know you birth or you you love you're like your wife and stuff like that i couldn't even, i couldn't even imagine being in a, a marriage or being in a relationship where or, you know, having a family where, you know, the husband or I was taken away so much from the family, you don't even really know these people. Yeah. You know, you don't know what's going on. They got inside jokes and stuff you don't even know about because you ain't there. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that's something that's something really to think about. You know, if anybody out there that does have a job like that, that's something to really to consider. Like, is it worth it? When it's all said and done, is it going to be worth it? Because I'm telling you right now, if I had one parents like that, you going in the home, sister, brother. You going right in the home. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, I will say this about a job. You know, like I've said before, a job should really, you know, a, a company, any company should Yes, value its employees. They should also value the employees enough that they value time with their families. Because when you think about it, any job, anybody that works a job, especially forty hours a week or more, if you work a job forty hours a week or more, you to me you are entitled in some capacity, whether that's twice a year, to a vacation. You are entitled to a vacation because vacation doesn't just give you time off from the job, but it mentally and intellectually, or I would say more so mentally 
relaxes your mind, gives you a peace of mind and a break from that job to be able to relax, to be able to rehabilitate yourself, stimulate yourself mentally and be ready to come back. Because no, it's almost like when you come back off, like when I come back off my three day break from my employee, I'm a little bit more rested mentally to deal with the drama that I haven't seen in three days versus somebody that's on their fifth day or sixth day of dealing with it. I'm somewhat more relaxed. So it will, I don't say relax, you're a lot more prepared because you've had that 72 hour break or that 48 hour break or that five day break that gives you an opportunity to just be able to revamp yourself. So you definitely need that time off because by having that time off, you're able to be more used, more used to the company. But also the company needs to understand that when you value employees, you should value them to the point that you are going to say to them, hey, look, I appreciate your help. I appreciate your work ethic. We need to take a break. You know, you take a break so that they can still be of use. Right. Because, know, to yeah, you. because that's that's happened to me before. You ride, you get rolling so much and you do too much and stress yourself out too much and you get sick. Mm-hmm. And up in the hospital. Yeah. Ain't good to nobody. Laid up in the hospital for two weeks. Yeah. But, um, and that's another thing. The, the smallest things, too, like, you know, vacations are good, too. But actually being able to physically take a break while you're at work. Yeah. is what people are entitled to as well. And I've seen a lot of people, I think you included, where you don't necessarily get that good break. You get that break, yeah. That lunch or whatever. Those are things that you are entitled to. To sit away from your desk, sit away from anything, turn everything off, and entitled to an uninterrupted break. break yeah. I feel like that that's key, too, while you're at work, to relax, relate, relief, and get yourself together to go back. Even if that's, you know, you could just, for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour you know you can call somebody you can look at your phone you can play a game or you know you could just eat and relax yourself i feel like that is something that people are really entitled to as well that a lot of people don't get yeah oh yeah i agree with that you know, my job sometimes i don't i'm not even based on the demand that the job has i'm not able to really get a 30 minute meal break uninterrupted my break may be 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I'm lucky if it's 15 minutes, you know, unfortunately, because of the demand that my job has on me and by us being so essential. And I feel like it. that sucks. Yeah, because I'm starting, I think I'm starting to tell them, hey, look, uh, I'm not going, you're not going to be taking this 30 minute meal break out of my, uh, I think I'm going to start, <laughs> so I say, I ain't get a meal break today because I, if I didn't get it uninterrupted, you know? And I would either, either you know, that's how you feel, like tell them that, or either just tell them, like, I'm taking a break. Yeah. Especially if y'all will keep taking it out of my check. Yeah. I'm definitely taking a break. And yeah. y'all better not call me. I'll deal with whatever happens when yeah. I get back. When I get back, yeah. But I'm taking a 30. Don't bother me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like everything is just super important for you to know who you are, know yourself, and know what you're willing to deal with and what you can physically handle and how it affects not only yourself, like, when you have a family, that whatever your job is affects them too. So that's, these are just important things to just remember when you're out here looking for a job or when you have a job. Remember that it not only affects you, it affects your family and it affects your mental state. You know, whether you have a job or whether you don't. And it's just important to, one, speak up for yourself if you are in a situation where you can't just leave if you want to. But speak up for yourself and figure out who can help you and who can't. And if not, go above their head. I keep going above their head to somebody somebody at the top up there. Yeah. Um, any last words? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No last words. Okay. We'll let you slide this time. This is your first episode. 
But guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us, guys. Thank you for continuing to listen on this new journey. We're super excited about it. Facts Not Fiction 2.0 Couple Edition. The Washingtons out here, guys. We thank you again so much. Please don't forget to um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Don't forget to follow um, Facts Not Fiction podcast page on Facebook and Facts Not Fiction podcast page on Instagram. Guys, we cannot wait to hear from you guys. Let us know how you guys are doing with your jobs out there. Is it to hell with this job? Is it I'm really trying to work it out? What is it? We really want to hear from you guys. And we can't wait to hear more from you guys as we continue on this journey. Again, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate you. All right, guys. Out. Out.